0: I know that the pearl headbands have been strangely polarizing, okay, I I read the comments, I hear you loud and clear, but I like them, I do, I like the way they look, and also last night I went to bed with wet hair, and this morning it's just... It's been a struggle, okay, and the headband is helping to keep everything in place, so we're just, we're rolling with it. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about what seems to be the latest chapter of Hollywood putting ideology before entertainment. Now, it's no secret that since Disney acquired Lucasfilm, the Star Wars franchise has become somewhat controversial. After its acquisition, Disney started up a new Star Wars trilogy made up of the films, of course, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and most recently, The Rise of Skywalker. And let's just say the fan reaction has been mixed. We did do a review of The Rise of Skywalker when it came out last December, if you would like to check that out. But obviously, I mean, the movies have made a ton of money, literally billions of dollars. So it wouldn't be fair to say that no one liked them. But at the same time, some fans, especially I think fans of the original trilogy, have felt that the Disney films just weren't that well written, kinda disrespected Star Wars canon and also injected woke messaging unnecessarily into the story. But now that that film trilogy is over and the Mandalorian series over on Disney+, Plus, which has been positively reviewed, is set to come out with its second season this fall, things were looking up for Star Wars fans. Until, that is, this week when rumors surfaced that not only was a, quote, female-centric Star Wars series in the works, but that it would also be written by someone who, I'll put it this way, Definitely, probably uses the terms white privilege and heteronormative unironically. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. But first, I have a quick message from our sponsor, Quip. Let's talk about brushing our teeth. I personally am terrible about remembering to get new toothbrushes, which is why I am such a huge fan of Quip. They deliver toothbrushes, floss, and toothpaste directly to you on a schedule so you know your oral health is being well taken care of. The Quip electric toothbrush has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended 2-minute routine. And as you can see, unlike other electric toothbrushes, the Quip toothbrush is not some huge bulk key thing. On the contrary, it's super small and sleek and really easy to travel with. Plus what I really love about it is that you don't need to keep remembering to recharge it. It runs off a battery that lasts for months. Quip brush head, toothpaste, and floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just five dollars each and shipping is free. And if you go to getquip.com chen right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill completely free at getquip.com Chen spelled getquip.com/chen. Quip, the Good Habits Company. Now, this Wednesday, Variety reported in an exclusive article that quote a new Star Wars series is in the works at Disney Plus. Variety has learned from sources. The series hails from Leslie Headland, the co-creator, showrunner, and executive producer of the critically acclaimed Netflix series *Russian Doll*. Details of the exact plot of the series are being kept under wraps, but sources say it will be a female-centric series that takes place in a different part of the Star Wars timeline than other projects. Headland is said to be attached to write and serve as showrunner on the series with the show currently staffing. What's important to remember is that none of this is actually confirmed. It is all just technically rumors, but nevertheless, as soon as people heard about this, they were not impressed. And first off, to clarify, there's nothing wrong with female-led or female-focused series. I don't think there is. Sci-fi fans in general don't think there is. Series like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Xena, Relic Hunter, and just tons more have all been well-received by fans, so women in shows, not the issue here. The issue here is that Kathleen Kennedy, the president of Lucasfilm, is kind of infamous at this point for championing progressive politics not just in her personal life, which... There would be nothing wrong with, but also as a producer in the films she's working on. In fact, a lot of fans who are now disillusioned with Star Wars kinda, kinda blame Kathleen Kennedy specifically for, you know, running the franchise in, into the ground in some ways. So when you combine progressive Kathleen Kennedy's Lucas film with a new female centric series, I feel like you can kinda of start to understand why some fans might might be a little bit concerned. And then on top of that, you also throw in Leslie Headland and it's it's like oof. I don't know about that. You see, Headland is best known for co-creating the show Russian Doll on Netflix, and although I haven't actually seen the show myself, it has been described as the new feminist show Netflix fans are obsessed with and a win for feminism. In fact, even Feminist Frequency, Anita Sarkeesian's podcast, described the show as hilarious, moving, thoughtful, surreal, brash, and unapologetic. You know a show is good when Anita Sarkeesian her herself gives it a thumbs up. And even aside from Russian Doll, when you look at Hedlund's other writing credits, she does appear to like sticking feminist overtones into her work. She's also written Sleeping With Other People, which is just lovely, About Last Night, Assistance, and Bachelorette. Call me crazy, but if you've actually seen those movies, or at least some of them like I have. There seems to be a theme there. And yeah, it's true, writers can have range, and just because Headland's only really written. Feminist dramedies before this, that doesn't mean she can't just whip out an amazing sci-fi romp, I guess. And to be fair to her, Headland has in the past identified herself as a Star Wars fan.
1: Tell me what kind of Star Wars fan are you?
0: I am the type of Star Wars fan
1: that doesn't even have a favorite movie. I just wanna live in the universe of Star Wars continually in perpetuity forever. So when people are like, what's your, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? I'm like, there is no Star Wars movie. There is only Star Wars. So when are you writing a Star Wars movie? Ugh. Please, please, Queen, Queen Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Do you have ideas? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think I've had ideas for Star Wars movies since I was 13 years old,
0: maybe eight years old. <laughs> maybe I'm being cynical and just looking into things too much, but that kind of seems like the sort of general non committal answer I give when someone asks me who doesn't watch football what my favorite football team is. Oh, you know, they're all they're all so great. You know how how can you choose? And for me personally, it's just it's more about appreciating the game and just the the sheer athleticism of the players and you know, I've been a fan of, a fan of football for so long. I love all the teams, you know, I couldn't just pick one favorite. And on that point, looking over Hedlund's filmography, it's not just the quality of work that's questionable, it's also the quantity. Star Wars is one of the biggest franchises out there owned by literally like the biggest company. And I'm not trying to shade Hedlund's accomplishments because she's she's obviously done well, but let's be real. Disney could have literally anyone they wanted for a new Star Wars project any writer would love to be in charge of creating an all new Star Wars series so why why not get someone a little i don't know a, a little more experienced a little uh, a little better well some folks are saying that if the rumors are true headlands focus on feminism is the reason she got the job. Kathleen Kennedy has kind of been known to hire people based off their progressive virtue points rather than their actual talents. And it could be argued that Ryan Johnson, who directed The Last Jedi, is an example of this. And we have a lot more to get to, but first I want to tell you all about Brickhouse Nutrition. With all the talk about the Rona, people have stopped talking about the flu, which has still killed more than 16,000 people and hospitalized over a quarter million in the US alone and the season isn't even over one of the best ways to avoid getting sick is a healthy immune system which is why you should fortify your body every day with field of greens by Brickhouse nutrition one scoop has a full serving of real usda certified organic fruits and vegetables which boosts energy and supports a healthy immune system Doctors agree a diet of fruits and vegetables can reduce your risk of heart disease, plus Field of Greens is prebiotic, probiotic, and a great source of vitamins, fiber, and other nutrients. Just put one scoop in a glass of water, stir, and you are done. Right now, save 15% off your first order with the offer code LAUREN at BrickHouseLauren.com. That's BrickHouseLauren.com. Plus, subscribe today and save an extra 10% every single month. This virus season, turn your immune system into a BrickHouse with Field of Greens. Again, that's BrickHouseLauren.com, BrickHouseLauren.com. Actually, listening to Hedlund talk, I think it's pretty safe to say that she does have more than enough progressive merit points if that is how Kathleen Kennedy is screening writers. As Bounding Into Comics writes, in an interview with Rolling Stone promoting Sleeping With Other People in 2015, Hedlund stated, I was lucky to come along when R-rated female-centric comedies became moneymakers. She added, comedy and horror are really two of the only genres where women can get a voice now. It's not big budget franchise movies and superhero movies. Hedlund then claims that Hollywood dislikes women, using Ava DuVernay as an example. Look what happened to Ava DuVernay. She's the Beyonce of filmmaking and she can't get nominated for Selma? What other reason can there be except, well, they don't like women, I guess? But as Bounding Into Comics points out, Selma was nominated for a Best Picture by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences in 2015. Selma also received nominations at the Golden Globes, the Critics' Choice Awards, the Independent Spirit Awards, the MTV Movie Awards, and the Satellite Awards. The highest grossing movies of all time, movies like Avatar, Titanic, Avengers Endgame, They all have strong female characters in them, and you might say, well that's not good enough, we need to have women behind the camera as well in highly successful movies, but I'm sorry, as long as women continue to make movies like Charlie's Angels and Birds of Prey, that's just not gonna happen, and it's not sexism's fault. But the article continues that, Hedlund described the reasons she believes Hollywood has any interest in women. They are not interested in us unless we're in a group and in a Vanity Fair spread. Probably just wearing lingerie. Look, Hedlund is successful, and I'm pretty sure most people don't want to see her in lingerie. So, I don't... I don't even know what to say to that. But if statements like that weren't enough to get fans worried about the future of their beloved franchise, one clip of Hedlund speaking on a panel that's been circulating doesn't bode well for the idea that any potential Star Wars series by her would forget politics and focus on story. I think white women need to kind of
1: step up their game, to be quite honest. Like, sorry, but I'm calling i I'm calling you a b- bitch. Out. Like, <laughs> um, you really do. Cause, like, you know, there's, like, we can, I, C- couldn't agree more with everything that, that these brilliant women are saying, but like I- I'm also seeing the silent killer, which is a lot of white women at the top who are kind of reinforcing a lot of old ideas. They're, they're, I think a lot of it, af- you know, to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I'll just speak from my own personal experience, it's just like I wasn't sure how to be an ally.
0: A, can we just acknowledge the irony of her saying all those things about white women while sitting on a panel consisting of nothing? but white women, that's, that is is strange, right? But B, one of the biggest complaints I've seen people have about injecting too many progressive talking points into entertainment media is that it makes for bad stories because characters tend to get treated as just representations of their immutable characteristics instead of actual characters. You know, individuals with their own histories, preferences, faults, strengths, all that. And examples of this are Rey and Rose Tico from the new Star Wars trilogy. They don't really have any flaws because apparently as women, they are perfect, kind, strong, and empowered. But it turns out that makes for pretty boring movies and literally no character development. Because how do you improve? on already perfect. And based on what Helen was saying, it really does look like she falls into that exact same trap of just seeing people as their race or their gender instead of as individuals. As
1: I started to rise in television, I started
0: to just get more blunt and just start
1: saying like, I would like a black writer. Mm -hmm. Because if I said diverse, you know, you get, get, well, white is diverse, which is something somebody said to me. And I was like, wow. Uh, I was like, it's not. Cool. But, um, but, but to really, you know, I, I reached out to my, you know, um, uh, the, the women that I respect who are, who are are not white, um, writers and directors. And I said, what should I say? What, what, how, what language should I use?
0: As someone who is biracial, I gotta say, I would find it very patronizing if a white person came up to me and asked me how they should be an ally. I just, I don't like that for many reasons, but here's another clip that I want you all to see that I think gives more insight into how Headland sees her characters For better or worse. What's a romantic comedy cliche you really want to see go? Oh, well, I just want to see it go that the characters have to be likable. Like, my number one
1: thing is that I'm just like, if the characters don't have problems, then they don't have anything to overcome. Do you know what I mean? So that's my problem is that, like, most of the romantic comedies now start out with, like, a girl that's, like, has everything and she's totally likable and sweet and she just hasn't found the right penis. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, that, I would love to see that Her, you know?
0: Now, I do like that she acknowledges characters should have flaws, because like I said, that was a big problem with Disney's latest Star Wars trilogy. The female character specifically did not have flaws, so maybe a series written by Headland would not be full of Mary Seuss, which would be a good thing. But what I don't like is that she conflates having flaws with not being likable. You can have flaws but still be likable. And I don't know if she was referring to just specific characters from a film she was promoting at that time, but overall i don't know if a series full of unlikable female characters is exactly what disney and star wars need right now and you know what i would love to be able to give you all more insight into what exactly headland's views are and what themes we might expect in a star wars series from her but it turns out that's kind of hard to do considering that she recently deleted hundreds of posts from her social media suspicious to say the least i wonder what could have possibly been on those posts, but predictably the usual suspects were absolutely thrilled that Headland might be involved with a future Star Wars project. To quote the uber-progressive site The Cut, finally a reason to watch Star Wars. And as our favorites over at the Mary Sue explained, ushering in a woman-led show and actually having a female head writer, this would be groundbreaking for the franchise. I've said it before, guys, I am not a huge Star Wars fan. I'm actually a pretty casual Star Wars viewer, and in my humble opinion, both Star Trek and Stargate are just superior. Controversial opinion, I know. But still, I can definitely understand why for so many Star Wars fans, the whole Disney-Star Wars fiasco has been disappointing. They're not only putting out inferior content under the banner of the franchise you all used to love so much, but they're actually also retconning characters of the original trilogy to just be crappy. And I'm referring to Luke Skywalker specifically. Ultimately, we still don't know whether this series is even going to happen, but if you follow the YouTube channel Mr. H, which if you don't, I recommend you do for things like movie and series analysis and news, but you'll know that there are now apparently other rumors that Disney execs are mad at Lucasfilm for maybe choosing Headland to head up a new project without consulting them first. We'll see how that all plays out and whether Disney is going to get out the big guns and make Kathleen Kennedy fall in line. But that's pretty much all I have to say for now. And as always, I would love to know what you all think. Do you think these rumors are true? Is Headland going to be writing a new Star Wars series? And if so, is it going to be any good or is it just going to be more woke propaganda? Let me know, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.